Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Zyra. Ooh. Ooh, we're back. And tan. <laughs> I mean, I'm not as tan as her, but it's okay. I'm getting there. I'm going to be darker than her real soon. All you I need like- is one beach day. We did have a beach day. Yeah, but that was like the first one of the year. Oh, okay. And so I we- got this tan with the first one. Oof. All I need is one more. I don't even think summer has started, so like you're good. It started for me a long time ago, though. I always want to be tan. Wait, now I need to Google this. Yo, it's actually weird, because doesn't summer start, like, at the end of June? Yeah. And we be thinking, like, you know, when maybe... June 21st. So, June 21st. So, this week is when summer starts. Officially. But we've been on our summer chat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Once April comes, I'm like, it's around the corner. And then April showers come and smack you in the face, and then you're like... All right. Mm-hmm. I thought this was summertime. Right. Really mistaken. Right. Anyways, but happy Juneteenth, everybody. It is a holiday. And if you don't know what that is, we about to let you know. Because you you guys know I'm about like educating people. And at work the other day, somebody was like, what is that? Like, why are we off? And I'm like, oh my God, like people still don't know what Juneteenth is. That's crazy. I'm going to read something to y'all, though, because, you know, I got to Google it. All right. So, obviously, Juneteenth is, like, June 19th, if you were Didn't a little lost. Together. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, it marks the day when federal troops arrived in Texas in 1865 to take control of the state and ensure that all enslaved people were freed. The troops came a full two and a half years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation, where President Abraham Lincoln didn't actually free all of the four million men, women, and children held in slavery in the U.S. Juneteenth honors the end to slavery in the United States. On June 17, 2021, it officially became a federal holiday. But you know something? I didn't know this until it became a holiday mm-hmm. because of like the movement that was going on during the pandemic with Black Lives Matter and everything. Like I actually didn't know about it until yeah. until it happened. Yeah. yeah. So we're back. We left and we didn't record an episode last week, which is tragic. Yeah, we left y'all high and dry. We really did. And I'm sorry for that. Mm-hmm. But it's Pride Month, so I gotta get my my gay shit going. <laughs> so I was looking at my um I guess like my New Year's resolution list, but I didn't call it that. I forgot what I called it before, but I had like goals or I had like wish lists. I don't know, but I remember each month I just wrote a word. So like for March, like finances, like I need to get my finances in order. For June, I wrote spontaneous. I mean, technically we did. Yeah, because we bought the flights last minute, which we told you guys about. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to go. Blah, blah, blah. But we loved it. Well, I loved it. It was my first time. You guys know that I said that I needed to try in and out to see what the hype was. And I get the hype. Well, for those of delicious. you who don't know, we went to L.A. for yeah. Pride. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you said that. I don't know I don't, if I said I that either. Yeah. So that's that's what she's referring to. Yeah. She had in and out for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was delicious. She loved it. Yeah. I'm a jack-in-the-box kind of gal. It was reminding me of like Five Guys. Yeah, that's literally what I was saying. I but was like, like, this shit reminds me of Five Guys. It was it's like, okay. But I don't you think, think it's worth the gas. Oh, you think in and out was okay? Yeah, I think it was okay. I don't know. I mean, it was good, but I don't think it was like 
Oh my Heaven god. Sent. Oh my god, I can't with you. Um, but it no, it was good. I loved it. And then remember how I told you guys that like I want to see the Hollywood sign? I saw it. Did I hike it? No, but I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. I took a picture from far. We were driving and we saw it. Yeah. Um, and it was nice. I really liked it. Um, something that I did notice is that there is a lot of homeless people. And like people say that about like LA, New York City, and things like that. But I feel like in New York City, you don't see their little homes. But in LA, they had like little tents. And I was like, oh my goodness, like there's literally so many homeless people, which is so sad because I just think about like when it's so hot outside or like, I don't know, when the weather is bad, like what? Yeah. What do you do? Um, and I had seen something online that said that like a lot of homeless people actually have jobs. They just can't afford like living by to themselves live, yeah. or they don't have nobody to live with. Like they're already working a job. Mm-hmm. God knows how they do it, but we forget we gotta eat, pay a phone bill, transportation. Right. Like that's why yeah. sometimes when you see them, like they be having things, like maybe they'll have a phone or something like that. But it's like they work somewhere. Yeah. I have to say you, you get, make just enough to even get to work. Like right. So then to add on like housing at that, I don't know. It is a little crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all in all, LA was fire. Mm-hmm. Um. What did we do? Friday, we... We went to a we, taste event. Yeah, we went to a taste event. The cowgirl um, one. Yeah. yeah that, that was, was Liddy. Oh, my God. Shout out to Amber. <laughs> so, we met a listener there, and we were literally chilling with her all night. Like yes. we, was, we went to VIP. We was taking shots. We was having drinks. Yes. She literally ended up giving us a ride home, which was super nice of her. And she was just so nice. And, yeah. like... She has said, like, this is out of my comfort zone. And I said, that's totally fine. Like, I'm low-key an introvert, too. Like, I feel like I have my highs and lows. Like, I'll be very talkative and outgoing. But then I get tired and I'm like, I need to sit somewhere and just, yeah. like, like be low-key. Um, but, yeah, I love, like, you know, meeting people and, and like, just getting to know them. Yeah, most people, we were talking about it earlier, that they'll see us and they're actually pretty shy. Mm-hmm. Um you guys would notice us before we notice you, you know, you all only because you're on the screen, you see us, you know? So just don't be afraid to say what's up. Right. And I fuck with that. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if we're somewhere really loud, (laughs) potentially a club, um, I'm sorry. I'll be trying to listen, but the music just be hitting me, y'all. She's deaf. I just be trying to... I don't, I, when, when we're in like a, I guess so to say a club environment and I hear music, I just want to dance and, uh-huh. I, you know, and I, you know, try to keep conversation, but I think it's really hard in that point. Um, I'm definitely more of the talkative one. Yeah, she is. Like I really get in your face. I'm screaming in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> but I did, I did get to talk to Amber and she was super nice. Um, plenty of things in common. So yes, again, shout out to Amber. Mm-hmm. You were a lifesaver and we're glad that you chose to be out of your comfort zone with us. Right. I hope that we helped you, you know, allowed you to feel safe in sharing your energy, space, and time with us. So, yeah. Thank you. There was something that happened and I was like shook and Amber was like, shit like that happens all the time here. And I'm like, <laughs> really? I was like, oh my God. Um, But that was Friday. Then Saturday, we went to the Pride Festival where we saw Mariah Carey. Yes. That was cool. She's popping. She literally looks- still look good. She looks good. Like sometimes I feel like you see celebrities in person and you're like, "Mm." no, she looks good. Fire. Yeah, fire. Yes. Um, 
that we were there like all day by the way all day we were at that festival all we was like day. the first ones there i swear to god it was yeah. so empty it definitely got, got super packed but um it was okay i i was chilling after that we went back to the airbnb we could not make it out we went to sleep immediately one thing about the festival that i'm gonna tell everybody it's expensive right just drink before you get there <laughs> No, because it's like you're spending like $150 on the ticket, right? Yeah, I didn't drink. I bought three drinks, $100. Can you believe that? And it probably didn't even get the job done. Right. Like, And then I was like, do you guys have a Long Island ST and LIT? Mm. And they were like, no, we don't have the ingredients. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they have just what? Just the ingredients they use to make the, like they have a certain drinks yeah. and you can only get basically those certain drinks they be claiming that you could get something else but it's like you don't have the ingredients so what's the yeah. point <laughs> right um but regardless i had a good time it was definitely an experience there was a lot of things going on there there was yeah. like another stage there and they had like um a lot of food vendors a lot of food vendors and just like a lot of like gay organizations mm-hmm. and i ended up stopping at one damn i forgot the name but I got like a free hoodie from them and I was so hyped because it was yeah. freezing. Yo, it was cold in LA. I came so unprepared. I thought that it was going to be like sunny how it is on the East Coast. It was in the 60s over there. Yeah. Like I was really cold. It was cloudy all weekend. Yo, I was freezing. I was like, I need a hoodie. I can't. I yeah. was ready to buy like an expensive ass hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Sunday, what did we do Sunday? Oh, Sunday, we did the other festival. The, yeah, so Sunday was the actual Pride Parade, mm-hmm. uh, which we had planned to go to, but considering how tired we were, we slept Tragic. in. Um, we ended up getting breakfast and then we got ready to go to the festival, I guess, where like the LA Pride, yeah, the actual, after. yeah, right after the parade, mm-hmm. um, which in my opinion, was way better than the actual big festival. It really was. We literally, and it was for free. For free. For free 99. Free. And then there was a bar right in the, well, it was, yeah, it was a bar right in the corner that was like a kind of, stage. kind of yeah. empty. So we would go in there, get a drink, use the bathroom, come back out. Yeah. And we came literally right in time for Eating and Jay, like their performance, mm-hmm. which was like reggaeton. And they were lit. We was right at the front. We saw so many listeners, and you guys were so dope. Like we have you on social media. I loved it. Preciosa night is lit. Mm-hmm. First of all, they killed the entire set. That yeah. entire hour that they were up there, it was a vibe from the very first. Mm-hmm. Like just them getting on the stage and introducing their whole thing right. to the very end. Which mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, we left just in the nick of the end mm-hmm. um but the turnout was crazy mm-hmm. it was just lit from the entire like yeah listen if you saw me shaking my my little booty you saw me shaking my booty but i honestly was surprised too because we actually had so many people recognize us at that right um, in that little it, section yeah and that mm-hmm. during that time uh-huh um and at that festival and it was just like wow that's lit like so yeah. many people and it was just yeah i love it was it. just nice mm-hmm. you know it, it brought a lot of like gratitude right because we not that we expected to see so many people like i don't think we're at that level yet where right. everyone knows who we are but you know we got fairly a decent amount of recognition yeah even after that we were like i was like eating a salad on the back of a truck yeah and like people were walking by and then we saw some other listeners there yeah and i loved it 
Yeah, so that was great. So shout mm-hmm. out to everybody who saw us, took yeah. a picture. You know, if you didn't post it, post it in at us. Yeah. And we will repost. Love all that. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that ended... Oh, we went to the all-girls party. Yeah. Um, All-girls event. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow them, no, follow it's them. girls only. Oh, my fault. Girls only. And it was all all-white party. It was all... Mm-hmm. You, you, you see how I'm getting... <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to put the pieces together, y'all. So, yes. Girls <laughs> only. If you're from L.A., they're doing their thing. They're coming out, having women-only parties, which was actually really I fun. Really, I really fuck with them. Yeah. Like, I mean, taste events are always, like, lit, but... Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm an introvert at times, so I feel like sometimes it's just too much for me. Mm-hmm. But if you are like really, really trying to get lit, like you gotta go to all the taste events. They had like a yacht party. They had they have so many theme parties which yeah. I love. Like I'm a big ooh, I love to dress up like if it's Halloween. So for the cowgirl thing, I was like mm, taking my hat out, my cowgirl hat, <laughs> my cowgirl boots. Yeah, um, she was ready to but rock. yeah, Sunday I had like the most fun. And Sunday, we also saw, like, a lot of, like, influencers that we recognize. And for the most part, like, they were cool. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to be real with y'all. There's, like, some something in the air with the West Coast mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, I feel like there's certain influencers. I'm not saying any names. But it was, like, they were, like, really Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, ooh. Like, I don't think... I don't think it'll matter how many followers we have. I don't think we will ever get to a point where we think that our shit doesn't stink. Yeah. Like, I feel like we always remember where we came from mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So, like, I really appreciate everyone who comes up to me and says something to me. Like, I'm a big, like, I'm just a big fan of you guys doing that and just, like, listening to us and listening to our podcast because, like, we're taking an hour of your week. Like, that's a lot of time. You could be doing anything else and you guys are listening to us. So that's my two cents. A lot of the people we met at that party were nice. And I always tell her that usually when I see somebody that I follow on social media that I that I think is cool, mm-hmm. um, I don't usually say hi because I just feel like I never know. You know, I'm just not a person to be like, oh, hey, you know, I uh-huh. follow you, da, 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 unless it's like something brings us to that point. But if I see you and I'm all the way over here, minding my business and you're minding your business and you know, you're obviously having your time and mm-hmm. you're with your people. I don't, I feel like it's an intrusion for me. Yeah. Um, and because I don't think that I would take a well in the event, someone is not as welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, we saw a lot of people and I told her, we're going to see a lot of influencers that we follow and that we like. And we did. We saw a lot. And I was like, babe, look, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, okay. So she went up to people, said hi, hello, mm-hmm. you know, simple. We took pictures, gave hugs, and it was a vibe the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do appreciate everyone who saw us at that girls only party mm-hmm. and was super welcoming and nice. Yeah. Um, we appreciate that. It goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It does. It does indeed. Yes. So that about sums up um, our LA Pride weekend. Yeah, that's our catch up, which is super long. Let's get to it. But no, I lastly uh-huh. just a very big shout out to Taste Entertainment and oh, Girls yeah. Only. That was mm-hmm. a great time, and thank you guys for welcoming us again. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. 
All right, so without further ado, here we are because I feel like we're a little late. We are late. We're like we're late. We're we're not that late. We're a few weeks behind, but I think it gives people time to catch up on right. the series. Well, by this time, you should watch that already. Yes, come on. Um, if you have not watched the Ultimatum Queer Love, then you should stop right here in this very moment and go watch it. If you're interested in reality series, um, only because we're about to ruin it for you. <laughs> we yeah. are about to ruin the whole, we're giving the tea, we're dropping the juice, however you like your drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, okay, so I was a big, like, I hated reality TV. Like, I hated it. But I feel like the queer ultimatum, it's like more, it's like real. Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes when you watch things like Too Hot to ha- I don't watch it, Too Hot to Handle and like... Dumb shit like that. It's like, it's just not real. Like I feel like they make drama out of out of something. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the queer ultimatum was really real. Like a lot of the things that was going on in there with these relationships are legit. Yeah. So I recommend watching it for sure. And if you don't know what it is, do you want to explain to them what it is? Okay. So the ultimatum is a reality series where. It's five couples. Yeah. So about five couples come in and one person out of each couple is giving their partner an ultimatum to marry me or to break up. Yeah. Like leave me alone. Um, Majority of them were anywhere between a year to what? Four four years. Mm -hmm. The longest together. Um, So they bring their partners on and in the beginning it starts off as like, well, why did you issue this person ultimatum and why don't you want to marry your partner? Like, what's the purpose of you guys being together then if that's right. not the the goal for you or the future that you see? Mm-hmm. All the couples are together and then they break up and yeah. then they, they're all 10 singles. Now everybody has to date a new person. Mm-hmm. You, you go into trial marriage essentially for three weeks, like she said. And then after those three weeks are up, you spend the three weeks back with your partner to to reconnect and see if this is the person you still want to be with. And that's pretty much that. And in the end, you make your decision. So that's the ultimatum. Yeah. Now, out of all of them, who are you? Who do you think you would like go for? Who would be your trial wife if you were in this reality series? If I was on the ultimatum with you, I would pick Lexi or Mal. Okay. Uh huh. Who would you pick? I would pick Mal. <laughs> <laughs> I go stunt. I would pick Mal. Um, and believe it or not, I would pick Ray. Ray, really? Yeah. I think I would. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's interesting too. <laughs> that w- that would be real interesting, like two like masculine women together, because you know I don't that, think it would. You, be that some people shame that. Some people shame it. It would. It would have been lit. I think me and Mal would have vibe. Okay. It would have been Gucci. Like okay. I'm not gonna throw out the fact that you know we're all Virgos or whatever, but um, <laughs> I I think she was dope. I think like not that anything had to come out of it, you know. Of course, but masculine or not you know i we still hold a sense of femininity so i think once the vibe check would have passed mm-hmm. it you look past the whole masculine thing you know so now i would have picked you 
Okay. And we would have had a good three weeks. That's it. Ray, on the other hand, um, I thought that she was nice. And I think the sense of, I can be a shy person, but from what it seems of how shy of a person she was, I think that I essentially would have liked the challenge of breaking her out of her show. Oh, you, you're like you're like a Vanessa. Don't tell me that. Girl. <laughs> I could see that. I mean. Because you never know. I feel I- like uh, the show didn't really highlight her personality yeah. because I don't know if it's. Well, she's on social media now, like making like funny videos yeah. and like skits and things like that. Right. And like now we see her personality and everyone's like, why what? didn't we see this during the show? Right. But it's like being on camera is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you never know how you're going to act. Like maybe you'll do too much or maybe you'll shy away. Right. So it's like I think the whole thing is, really is a scary experience, especially when you're putting your relationship on live. On live. Like that is so personal, right? Yeah. So shout out to everyone yeah. who went on there and did it though, because mm-hmm. like she said, that is a really big deal to put it out there for the world. Yeah, everyone has social media. You're kind of already doing that, but you're not really. When it's on TV, like that's real shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just want to say shout out to the entire crew and cast, and you guys are all beautiful and you did your thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So let's talk about like what we didn't like about the queer ultimatum and like what people were talking about online. So, so the show was hosted by this actress. Her name is Joanna, um, Joanna Garcia, and she's not queer. And I think it was like on the first episode, somebody asked her like if she was queer and she said no. So I think having someone as a host who's not queer is interesting. Mm-hmm. There's so many queer, like, put that so Raven there. What what the hell is her name? What's her, what's her real Raven name? Raven Simone. Huh? Raven Simone. Put Raven yeah. Simone or like, I don't fucking know. Somebody else. I've honestly never seen her before, though. So that's just me talking shit. Um, And I wonder if they do another season, if she's going to host it. She wasn't a bad host, but she, during the reunion, she was very scared. Like, you, (laughs) like, I feel like she did not know how to, like, control them because they was really coming at each other. and, And you could just see her just looking left to right, left to right. Like, it was, like, a lot. Like, there was a lot of big personalities there. And I feel like she... She was just being like really nice. And I mean, yeah. she was, she wasn't being annoying, which is why she wasn't bad. Like, I feel like with the previous host, they would ask like the dumbest questions that had nothing to do with anything. Like, when, are, just, you, when are you having kids and shit like that? I just wonder how that like happened. Like, how did they choose who would host that? So, another thing that people were mentioning was, they went so they when they advertised this queer ultimatum and they were putting commercials out, whatever the case is, they were putting their pronouns, their name and their pronouns, she, hers, they, them, whatever the case is. And throughout the show, they did not show that. And there were some of them that went by they, them. Um, Aussie went by Aussie. Um, I think Sander went by by they, them. And I mean, that's something big for the LGBTQ community. So I feel like to not showcase that, it's like, what the fuck? Like, all you had to do was literally put their name, like, put their pronouns next to their name as they're talking. I feel like I've seen it at one point. 
I don't know. When they advertise for it. I don't know that it was the... Are you sure? I thought I saw, like, maybe at the beginning, maybe it wasn't throughout the um, entire series Mm -hmm. and in their interview Mm one-on-ones, but I thought I saw at least once. Mm. But I would say when they were advertising it, it it was some of that. And, okay, so the last thing that I feel like they did that they haven't done in other reality TV shows is that they were showing a lot of, like, sex scenes. And I feel like, yeah, you see that in other, like, reality TVs, but it's only, like, for a little bit, like, two seconds. And in this, we're seeing, like, girls' ass cracks. Like, it was, like, (laughs) Mildred and, and Tiff in the beginning with the lingerie. I think that was the only one, no? No. And then, no, they have shown another one, too. They, I don't know. It was too long, though. I feel like it was like... I think that one was too long. Why are you highlighting long? this shit? Um, I just think that it was a little exaggerated. And it's like, obviously, who doesn't want to see two women in an intimate uh-huh. you know, scene? But I think that that was over-exaggerated. For yes. sure. So I think it was more cringy than sexy. <laughs> it was for for me at least. No shade, but yeah, I think it was extra. Yeah. But nonetheless, I guess that's that's all the bad. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into let's get into the couples because there were a lot of interesting girls on this. Yeah. Okay. So, the first couple, Xander and Vanessa. They take the cake. <laughs> they were Listen, together and for Vanessa, four years, y'all. Vanessa is a Virgo. Is yeah. she? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And they were together. Yeah, they were together for four years. They've been together since like high school or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. And I th- I thought she was pretty, whatever, and then I got to know her personality by what the show was showing, and it was giving narcissism. It was giving cringy, like li- literally on the first episode, she already pissed me off because of what she said to Mal. Yeah, she wasted no time. I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> so thirsty. Yeah, I I can understand. Like, okay, you guys are about to be exes in like minus however many hours, but you didn't even wait till we walked out. Like, you didn't even there. I feel like there was no sense of reassurance prior to the separation experience, right? And that already is alarming. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd have been like, hold up. What's up with you? Like, yeah, like chill. Yeah, like you're good. You, your time is coming. This uh-huh. time is why I do it right now in front of like shoot your shot later. Yeah, and I mean, I guess she thought that that was funny. Yeah, she, she said you know most of her behavior was based off of being you know funny, funny and not so serious because she couldn't you know she's not one that likes too much of serious, but it was just like yeah, but it's like self awareness. Yeah, like have some of it. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Um, there was so many scenes like throughout the show. I don't know if we could show them, but I did have one where she was talking to Lexi. They were on a date and she said that she thinks that Sander is asexual and basically making it seem like Sander would never find someone, which is why 
they're on this show because she thought she was gonna come on the show have a, a little fun mm-hmm. and then go get back social media famous and then go back to sander and sander was just gonna be like come here baby right <laughs> she was like i'm beautiful okay your personality is trash though truly you you showed it in so many so many so many scenes and like then there was another scene where they were talking and she was saying like i looked over your phone and i saw that you like you were texting uh jolie and blah 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 blah. and then at the end she said i love you to sander and sander didn't say it back and she was like say it back say it back that shit was like so cringy to me i was literally like screaming do you remember that scene i'm i'm here for all the self-gas and Mm -hmm. you know the self-boast but she was doing a lot in a sense of like okay now tell me about me i know i'm cute i know i'm popping i know i'm da 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 um i also agree in a sense of like she really thought xander wasn't going to find anybody yeah and i think she thought like xander was so sure Mm-hmm. about their relationship that she wasn't even going to give it a try. Right. And she was rudely mistaken. Rudely. <laughs> yeah. And I knew. I knew for a fact that at the end of her trial marriage with three weeks with mm-hmm. um, Ray, that she was going to go back and play this soppy, mm-hmm. like, I love you. I, you know, that was whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's mostly because she knew that Yoli and her had had that connection. Mm-hmm. So that's where that low-key fake shit came. Yeah. She had to fight for her, but I knew it was done up. I was actually excited that Xander, you know. Me too. Explored that mm-hmm. and took it serious and actually realized like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like I'm better than this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm better than what I'm getting. It doesn't change the fact that you love the person, but you definitely realize what you deserve. Right. So I'm proud that she experienced that and like noticed that mm-hmm. that was very good of her yeah um i feel like when she saw that sander was like slipping away from her is when she's like trying to love bomb her taking mm-hmm. her on this like hot air balloon ride reading a love letter like it's like it was given very performative to me like you're an actor and i feel like if you can't speak from the heart mm-hmm throw this shit away like she had multiple letters like that wasn't the only one i think she did that shit again and i'm like why can't you just speak it's because you are fake like i don't know i don't know how to describe it um so yeah couple number two aussie and sam mate (laughs) (laughs) all right so initially i thought that they were cute you know they seemed like they were well put together um, rudely mistaken. I don't know what else to say to that, but rudely mistaken. Sam is, I feel like she was what she portrayed herself to be. And that was very, very nice, very mm-hmm. kind, very supportive. Right. And, um, how do you say that? Selfless. Mm-hmm. And then on the other foot, where it seemed like Aussie was the same not saying she isn't um it was just her ability to handle conflict was unbearable to watch yeah aussie had her bag packed i feel like throughout the whole show yeah yeah like they were 
there was multiple scenarios where they were quick to just like leave and i hate that i literally hate when people just leave like what do you want me to chase you like it's like be real right where are you going (laughs) so essentially when they broke up the people they match with god bless them tragic god bless them for matching with them Mm -hmm. um Aussie matched with Mildred and when it started off good and we we're like, oh, okay, like mm-hmm. they're getting along and mm-hmm. um and then the the table turned. I it didn't even turn, that shit flipped. Mm-hmm. It got crazy. Mildred was coming for Aussie in a sense of like, well and and initially it made sense. It was just like you don't do all these things that you said you were about. And I'm trying to express to you what it is that, you know, I'm concerned about and what's frustrating me. And you don't want to sit down and have this conversation. So I understood that sense and of like you run and can't confront these issues for us to find a happy medium. Um, And I kind of felt bad for Mildred that her experience was kind of cut after that because Aussie did leave. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Sam with tiff essentially they were really good um but the initial like home living situation with the dog yeah that was the biggest drama that yeah but i i think back to sam and aussie like i feel like i feel like sam deserves more she deserves Mm -hmm. better because i feel like so aussie was 42 when this was filmed and they still hadn't come out to their parents. This was filmed over two years ago. And they're still engaged. When is the wedding going to happen, bro? Like, what are we waiting for? And you're in your 40s. Like, I'm sorry, but I feel like... I don't know. Like, it's like, what is the holdup? Okay, the whole not coming coming out thing. People come out at their own time. But it's like, if you're so committed, then it's like, why haven't you got... You don't have to have a wedding to be married. You mm-hmm. could go to the court. You could do something small. Like, So I feel like I was hoping that in the reunion, they would they would have said like, oh, like our wedding's coming up or mm-hmm. something like that. And I feel like there's, there's still like a lack of commitment there from Aussie. And I just feel like Sam was so like strong when it came to like her... Like, emotionally, she was just, mm-hmm. like, very mature. And Aussie was, like, going through stuff and, like, going through some childhood trauma that, like, I would love to see that she said that she's going to therapy or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because it was, like, when they were crying, like, outside, it was, like, really crazy. Like, the way the things that they were saying, I was just, like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is a lot. This is a lot. And very- Sam, Sam was putting her foot down, so I supported that. Very easily triggered. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, back to Tiff. Um, Tiff and Mildred. Yeah, the whole dog thing, like, nobody wants to sleep in their bed with the husky. At least I, I don't. They're so big. Those dogs are humongous. They're a whole yeah. person. And it's like, for someone you just met, to have to, t- like, you want the dog. Like, how big is this bed? It's a queen. It's a king. How big is the bed? You know, like, I feel like that's not weird for people not wanting to, a dog to sleep with them. I know a lot of y'all sleep with y'all dogs. But it's not weird if someone doesn't want to sleep with their dog. They just don't. 
and that's it. I want to sleep with my dog. Yeah, and my I don't. babies. I let them take a nap for a little bit, but I'm not sleeping with them all night. All in all, I think that Tiff and Sam's trial relationship or marriage was turned out pretty well. I think they found yeah. a medium and a common ground, and they learned uh, from one another, which I think that that's where their communication skills and handling their own conflict with mm-hmm. their original partners came into play. So I think that yeah. that turned out well. I think so too. Again, <laughs> Mildred and Aussie was a tragedy. And I actually didn't expect that. I expected that, you know, it to be, it was three weeks. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's that long of a time, but I, don't think so I didn't think they would turn into such turmoil. I didn't think so either, but I think it's because Mildred said a comment. We're talking about Mildred, right? Mm-hmm. Mildred and, and Aussie. She really said that her attitude is because she's Latina. And I don't claim her for that because all you're doing is putting more of a stereotype into Latinas being a spicy Latina and having an attitude. And it's like, don't use the I'm a Latina card. Like, that doesn't look good for nobody. Like, that was terrible. Yeah, when she said that to Tiff, and Tiff was like, what does that have to do with how you're treating me right now? Like, what does that have to do (laughs) with the way you're speaking to me and being disrespectful? That doesn't give you a pass or, you know, a right to be so aggressive and nasty with me right and to her it was kind of like her response was like well you know i'm gonna be loud and i'm gonna be yeah you can be loud and express yourself and but it's like that doesn't mean people have to take it that doesn't mean someone has to listen like be considerate you know and that has nothing to do with your race yeah at all uh we're gonna talk about what happened in the reunion after this but let's go into ray and lexi i really love them I thought that they were cute. They were actually mm-hmm. the youngest out of all couples. Yeah. So Lexi I thought was, it was like 24. Yeah. So I thought, and I think well, Ray was like 26 or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, this is, this is, I mean, essentially, I guess it's early, mm-hmm. but I was here for it. Um, Lexi, I fucked with Lexi in a sense of she came, she knew what she wanted. She was mad up front with everything. So I thought that that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she was never, well, I won't say never. Initially, she wasn't too nasty. She was super <laughs> respectable um, and really just came about what she came here for. Yeah. And that was either to leave with her partner. Either way, it was like she knew what she wanted. Mm-hmm. But it was a little off for me because I was like, do you want to come here to marry Ray? Or was mm-hmm. it that you just wanted to be married, period? Because then when she got with Mal, was just asking all these things. And I mean, I guess that was the point of that trial marriage and yeah. like get, getting to know the person that you're essentially compatible with. But mm-hmm. it was like a little questionable for me because then I was like, okay, so I'm confused. You just want to marry, period? Or is it that like you do want to marry Ray? Yeah. Um, but all in mm-hmm. all, I actually liked it, Lexi. And then when she came for Vanessa, uh, it was rough. She keeps it real. That's yeah. why I like her because she was not biting her tongue for nobody. She was like, what the fuck did you come here for then? Yeah. Literally. Well, so I love that about her. Um, with Ray, I liked her. I just feel like they didn't highlight her personality. They so didn't. she just seemed like very quiet 
and timid. Um, but I actually was not surprised to find out that they're not together anymore because mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of opposites. And sometimes opposites do attract, but for some reason, I just didn't see it, really. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just agree with the fact that I don't think that they highlighted Ray enough mm-hmm. to like really know and be like, okay, she's actually all right. Right. She probably would have been cool. She was one of the better looking ones. I'm I'm gonna say that. Mm-hmm. All right. Lastly, though, <laughs> Mal and Yoli. Ooh. So, what was your first thoughts about Mal? So, Mal was was dope. Mm-hmm. Mal was giving me, you know, fly guy vibes, mm-hmm. real smooth criminal. Mm-hmm. Um. She she knew when to pass the vibe check and when to be, like, sincere. She just knew how to play her part. I fucked with it. I thought that she was pretty dope, but there were some times where you're just like, mm, you being a little shady. Yeah. You being a little smart ass. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the, the her and Yoli's situation and her reasoning behind not wanting to get married was that she needed... Um, to get her shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, just me personally, I don't feel like you have to have everything together. Kind of sounds like you. Maybe that's the Virgo thing. Like that's the idea that you have to have all your ducks in a row to yeah. get to all these places. But but listen to this. When this was filmed two years ago, mm-hmm. Mal was 36. Mm-hmm. I'm not shaming anybody, but at the same time, you're pushing 40. When do you think you're going to be ready? Like, it's like, then you're never going to be ready. If you keep yeah. waiting, then you're just never going to be ready. Like, I feel like you got to a point where you're like, if I want to be with this person, like, let's settle down. Like, the other girl was literally 35. Like, when you want to get pregnant, that's the age. Like, after 35, there's a lot of complications. So, I feel like I love Mal. But as soon as I found out that she was 36 when this was filmed, I was like, wow. You're big on numbers. No, but she's like 40. She's 38 now. And she doesn't look it, like, at all. But I'm just saying, like, it was like, this has nothing to do with horoscopes. But I feel like some Virgos, like, when they know, they know. And I don't think that Mal knew. Yeah. That's what it was giving. It was just like, okay, we, I will say that I am guilty of it. I've done it. And it was just, you think that, oh, it's all these things first, and then I can commit. And in all actuality, that's just excuses. And ways to get around actually committing. Um, yeah, and when I you're think that, that age, her, absolutely. I think that her reason, and it made sense to me, uh, was the fact that she didn't feel secure enough in the idea that she knew that Yoli would fall in love for someone else. Yeah. She's a I love everybody type of person. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, that's just from obviously the show and, and the conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's a big turnoff for me as well. I don't want someone who loves everybody. I mean, shout out to the people who can do that. I wish it was easy for me to fall in love or like e- just easier, I guess. But it's it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a real insecurity for me as well. Mm-hmm. To know that we can break up right now and in three weeks you're already jumping ship. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, how much did you love me then? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that that reasoning 
was fairly valid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really liked Mal and Lexi together, but I also didn't see it. Yeah. There was a 12-year age gap, and age gaps aren't a big deal, but I feel like people. some people thought it was weird because Lexi was, what, 24, Mal was 36. But um, I feel like the way that Mal and Lexi would speak about each other, like when they were like at the dinner table, was like, wow. It was like love bombing. That's that's what I took out of it. And I feel like at first, Mal was like super into it. And then like on the last night, she was just kind of like, I didn't know we we're going to have this conversation. Like when they were like laying in bed and yeah. like Lexi was saying like, I don't want to leave. Like mm-hmm. you're my soulmate, like things like that. I feel like that's when Mal was like, hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, Let me back up. Like it was like, and then you could also see it when Mal's friend met Lexi. Oof. Hold up. That was so tragic. That was rough. That was so tragic. I was so rough. That was so uncomfortable. To watch. Um, I'm all here for being the real <laughs> friend and telling your friend what's up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that shit was like Lexi should have just not been there. It should have just been a, a meet with Mal and her. I would have respected you know, that conversation. They, they gotta do that. But, they have to meet somebody. But basically it was just like homegirl was not amused. <laughs> it it was really like Lexi wasn't there. And I was like, damn. Like I don't know what her friend was more shocked of. Like what was she like shocked of? I don't know. Her age. Race, like what? Because it was, it was, I I don't remember the scene, but I just remember it being awkward. She was really down for Mal's relationship with Yoli. And I get her, you know, standpoint on, I've known you guys for this long. You guys have been together, regardless of ups and downs, this whole experiment, which I get it sounds crazy. Uh-huh. Three weeks, you with some jaw on that. Right. So I get that idea. Um, but I also think. You gotta know your friends, y'all. Yeah, you yeah I'll be like, you know friends. what? This is, the, not... this is the last time I bring you around the cameras. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm all for being real, but like that was a little much. I felt like Lexi probably felt like a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Yeah, like, damn. I ain't coming but here I mean, for that. they had a really good conversation where, like, Le- um, Mal asked Lexi, "Have you ever dated like a black person?" And I think that's like a very important question to ask because I feel like that's like a tough conversation to have and people don't have it and you need to have it because you don't want to be in an uncomfortable position where if you are black and you're dating someone who's white, let's say their parents are super like, you know, like racist and shit. Like, nah, you got to you got to speak about that early. Yeah. Um, Some people didn't. I seen a TikTok saying like, these people mm-hmm. that were conversating about that and some people really weren't okay with Lexi's response in a sense of I didn't initially when I seen you you know what stood out to me was that you're masculine I actually didn't like that response either I'm gonna be bro right and because, because it's like so you're saying that you're blind the argument about that answer was that masculinity relates to that race Mm. it's almost like you might as well have said that I didn't notice that you were black. That's what I thought too. And I was like, people was loving their relationship and I was, and I loved it too, but I was just like, 
no, no, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think that in those three weeks, they had a really good friendship. And I think that right now, they're like really cool friends. Yeah. They do a lot of shit together. They're like besties. Yeah. So I think something came out of it, which was good, you know. All in all, I, I fucked with them. Yeah. Um. So Yoli and Xander. Xander. <laughs> I fuck with... I, I like the fact how Xander turned out to be. You know, Xander, yeah. you know found their true selves mm-hmm. it was just like i was proud in a sense of xander didn't go back and feed back into the bullshit right with vanessa um mm-hmm. i totally understand being in a relationship for especially that long period of time mm-hmm. and if i'm not mistaken they were together since high school or something something so like kind that. of when that's all you know and you could tell that initially right. xander was really really about vanessa mm-hmm. and seemed as though she was a little bit blind to vanessa's bullshit yeah um and you could tell because she would defend uh-huh. vanessa in the times where these people were coming for her and right. talking their shit right um which i could understand because essentially that's still the person you love right and everyone's coming at her like you yeah. gotta defend her like how right. does that look but i love that too like she literally chose herself yeah well they I chose that themselves that yeah yeah and i feel like they had like these puppy eyes the whole time. Like I feel like they were crying so much throughout the show. And I'm like, but then when There's they a lot of things, a lot of emotions. Right. But then when they were with Jolie, it's like they looked like they were having a good time. It's Yoli, babe. I always say her name <laughs> wrong. What is it? Yoli. Yoli. Um, but I did want to see them together at the end just because I love love. I love to see people like together so and i feel like with mal i don't know if their issues were gonna be resolved because it seemed like it was like a lot of issues going on at home with like yoli picking up after her i don't know weird shit that they was talking they was arguing about and i just didn't feel like those things were gonna be resolved and mal was so patient Mm -hmm. like that scene where Yoli said that she had to talk to, I don't know what she said. She had to get some closure, right? And they were holding hands for like a really long time at this like whatever it was. And I'm like, if I was mad, I would be so mad. I was here for Yoli and Xander. I thought it was cute. Um, however, I was just like, mm, Mal was right. She's gonna fall in love with this girl. Uh-huh. It's too easy. I'm sorry, I'm not here for easy. Um, so <laughs> right. that would have been done up. Mm-hmm. So, but so yeah, essentially, I was here for them. You know, wish them the best. Especially Xander was obviously in a situation where she was getting the shit that she deserved, the type of love that she deserved. Mm-hmm. Three weeks or not, that was probably the best three weeks out of the four years that she had. Who knows? But like you said, Mal was very very patient patient like the they were like i understand that you're in love with two people Supportive, like, it was like yeah. i don't like you know i don't know how you're doing it i know this must be so hard for you yes like so supportive like to the point where people thought they were like like they've had an open relationship before or something like that there's also some rumors going around that apparently mal cheated on her before the filming so I feel like that's why she was validating it so much. Right. Like it's like mm-hmm. like I don't know. Like it's like we really don't know. And like we try to get them on the pod, y'all. We try. Like DM them before they got famous, cause now they had like two hundred K. 
And I'm I'm sure they saw the DMs, but now we're just going to talk and we're going to talk our shit. But yeah, I don't know what, you know, rumors are rumors. I don't know what it is, but how Mal handled that situation was honestly was amazing. Yeah, I think that was the example that people needed to be like, okay, you validate them, but also being conscious of how you feel. Mm-hmm with having and receiving that information mm-hmm. from that person um but me personally like you said when they were fucking holding hands and shit nah I'll be like girl done up i'll be like girl what closure like now now i'm getting involved yeah because what closure my you, thing is you're not so you've been on camera you know the cameras are everywhere i don't know what it is about reality tv that people forget, forget. How do you forget? How do you forget? It's in your bedroom. It's in every you corner. Got, of you got the... some shit attached to your back. Yeah. There's multiple camera guys. How do y'all forget that the cameras are looking at y'all? It's the going to the corner and whispering when you got a mic on. You Even if the cameraman on. can't see you. I Yo. would never, bro. I would now, never. I get it. Reality TV does its thing by making you look shady, but that shit was rubbing me mad wrong. Yeah, I didn't like that. Not wrong. Yeah. I didn't like that. I was like... I, there was essentially really no respect in that moment. And if you could do that uh-huh. knowing that I'm just around this pillar... Right. That's just not it. And Mal was really being the bigger person. And then it was so... All right, we're going to move on to the reunion now because the reunion was crazy. The reunion of the ultimatum. Were you surprised that so many couples weren't together after they proposed? Well, first of all, everybody proposed and I... Already knew it was all bullshit. Girl, all well, as they were proposing, bullshit. me and her was just like, nah. Yeah, like, I mean, why, every, you, why are you proposing? That's because nobody wants to be left on red. You know, nobody no, wants to be left alone. Nobody like, wants to be an asshole on camera. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, it is. I low-key thought that Yoli was going to be like, uh, she's gonna, Right? No, no, but what bothered me is that she said yes. Then she goes back to Sander, muchacha. Like... Doesn't look good, bro. You look confused. Like we and then I mean, and then no no. She was and, and that, that was alright. That's fine. And that's fine. But I feel like what would have sat like people are a little bit upset with her right now, right? Because of the reunion. I would have loved to see them at the reunion together. Oh, her so it's and Xander. Like we you guys went through all of this and all then these for nothing. Saying I love you, talking about kids. Looking at her bank account, like it was like a lot of you guys were digging deep, and I don't know if Sander felt like they needed to be by themselves for a little bit since they were in a relationship for so long. But I feel like the happy ending would have been okay. You and Mal broke up, okay, so you and Sander together, right? No, it wasn't like that. So we're all left like, why aren't you with Sander if you guys were so in love during the the recording on your three weeks and shit like that? Maybe not even together, but. You know, maybe give it a shot or something. Yeah, but I feel like we didn't get that. It was kind of like a oh, we saw each other, then she came back, whatever, whatever the story was. But we have to keep in mind this shit was filmed two years ago, ago. so I could understand nobody being together now. Um, But I wasn't surprised because I feel like all those proposals were bullshit, other than maybe Aussie and Sam. Um, Oh boy, Aussie came out with that rock. Yeah, I was actually hyped for Ray and Lexi because I was like, "Yes, yeah, like good for y'all. Y'all found y'all oh, way. Yeah. Y'all knew what was up." Uh-huh. Um, and they were actually still technically engaged at the reunion, mm-hmm. but I was not surprised to find out after that they were no longer 
um together mm-hmm. and Lexi actually has a whole new shorty which I mean good for her it looks like they match each other's vibe mm-hmm. so that's what's up and Ray like we said I feel like Ray's on social media she looks like she's really showing herself you know? I'm sure her DMs are flooding mm. I'm sure I'm positive she's Probably. definitely gonna find someone I think they'll Not all find about their own that. person um all right so we gotta get into the situation with Tiff and Mildred at the reunion Okay, so I'll give you guys a recap. At the reunion, Mildred basically admitted on camera that she was arrested for domestic violence. Mm -hmm. She threw a gate at um, Tiff. She threw a picture frame that shattered. Glass was everywhere. She was throwing her her clothes down the stairs. A big old... It was was a big-ass fight. Um, How do you think that people would react if the like roles were reversed and it was tiff who did that to mildred first of all i'm super surprised that she mentioned it herself and i'm guessing that she potentially maybe had mentioned it herself is because she maybe thought that tiff was gonna put it out there i would never bring that up right like it happened and i don't knew i don't think it needs to be on tv yeah i don't think that i don't think it was like I don't think Tiff was going to bring it it's up. It's not like it's a something up, like I, you know, necessary to share. Like I think that was definitely something to keep private if it happened and whoever knew knew. Um, but I think that Mildred was coming up with a lot of shit to throw shade and make Tiff really look bad. She did. And like I mean the things that Mildred was saying that Tiff was doing, so apparently Tiff was like bringing girls to the house. She wasn't found, she found like like eyeliner or something. She found makeup like Basically, like, Tiff was just being a fuck girl in the girl's house. Tiff wasn't paying bills. Tiff, was, Tiff wasn't doing shit. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't doing nothing. Wasn't wasn't accepting her son. Her son. It was, like, crazy, a, crazy Like, crazy shit. shit. Like, to the point where I was like, what? At this like, point. Like, I was a little shocked by It that. was becoming Jerry Springer's. <laughs> um, I just thought, like, my here's my thought process is, Knowing all this shit, you apparently were together for two years, two years prior to coming on the show. So you telling me she, this was not like her normal behavior. So this has never been an issue for y'all. And now all of a sudden it's an issue. She doesn't work. She doesn't pay rent. She's being a fuck boy. She, she doesn't get along with my son. So in two years she didn't, she, she didn't have a job. She wasn't. Yeah. okay maybe you guys didn't share space but you didn't in two years you didn't none of that was had came yeah. to light i don't know it was just a little questionable for me and they had said that apparently they had gone to couples therapists and their therapist basically like was done with them yeah that's a big red flag if you go to couples therapy and your therapist is like y'all needed to break up then that's that's big Yikes. that's big yeah. so i don't know i feel like Regardless of what Tiff did to Mildred, I don't think it ever needs to get to the point where you're like putting your hands on somebody, throwing shit. Like, come on now. I think at that point you do realize, okay, we need to separate. This is no longer. Once it's past Mm -hmm. that threshold, that's it. Yeah. And then like, like just talking about it at the reunion and the way that Tiff was like getting so upset and like Mildred was so calm. I was reading comments and people were saying that like that's like narcissism behavior. I don't know. People love to throw these big words. I'm not calling her that. I'm just saying that sometimes 
the person who is actually like the bad one is the one that's calm. Mm-hmm. And Tiff was like getting so upset to the point where she left and she didn't come back. Oh. I wanted her to come back though because you can't let this girl control you. you she was like, you don't have, Mildred told her, you don't have power over me. No, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to come back because Mildred does not have power over you, Tiff. Like, But I feel like there was so many emotions there that it was like, there's no way that I can go back into that room with that girl. There's like no way. I think Tiff had every right to leave. Really? And not I think back? she had every right to leave. And me, I would have left too. Really? Yeah, I absolutely would have left because when someone is just saying all these things about you and it's like, what am I here to prove? She was right. We're not together. I don't have shit to prove to anyone. I don't have shit to prove to her. So for me to sit here and get bashed and bodied on television just because she wants to make me look and perceive a certain way. But it, she played herself because the one that looked bad was her. Exactly. So that's why it was like to her, to Tiff, it was like, I don't need to go back in there and listen to this shit. That's true. We're not together. And I think that she was, she was experiencing so much emotion and it's like when someone comes at your at, at you like that and your characteristic and the type of person you are that's really hard i think that when you're in a space where nobody knows who you truly are um it can be very overwhelming to sit there and be bashed in front of people mm-hmm. because at the end of the day yeah people are gonna have their idea and believe who they're gonna believe but it's just like that's just a lot to take in and to hear the person that you were in that relationship and you did love or were in love with to even come yeah. at you like that in front of so many people. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, yeah. The whole thing was tragic. The other thing that people were saying is that it was weird how supportive Yoli was of Mildred. I think she checked up on her at one point during the reunion. I don't know if they're friends. I don't know. Like I feel like it's really hard to make these assumptions. I don't know if they're ever going to see this or hear this. Yoli does follow us. But it's like, we're speaking on what we were seeing. Like, we were, we're speaking on what we're seeing on the screen. There could be so much shit happening in the background that we have no idea about. Right? So it's like, we don't know the full story. We're literally speaking on what we see. But it was a little bit weird to see her being so supportive. Whatever. Um... I think all in all, having this conversation and, you know, speaking on everyone, I I don't want to say that it's coming from a standpoint of, like, knowing who these people are. No, we don't know we them. we don't. Again, like you said, we only know what television shows. But I think we can all sit down and agree to the fact that we've experienced people that have... Those characteristics. Those char- yeah, right. exactly. Like, this is relatable. Right. So it's not to say you guys aren't shit or, like, these people are bad people or nothing. Right. It's not to shit talk the people themselves. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's just some of the personalities and mm-hmm. characteristics that relate to so many people. Right. That it's just like, mm, that's triggering. Mm, that's, uh-huh. that's that's what's yeah. up. Like, that's, that's it was just, like, good- a lot of triggering stuff, I feel like. Like, a lot. Like, each person in there... Where hack reminds us of some someone we probably dated in the past. If not someone we dated, the person that we have been. And that's I think true. that's what a lot of it for me was. It's like, oh, I've been that person. Oh, I've experienced that person. Mm-hmm. So 
in a sense, that's where we find the relation. And uh-huh. I think that that's more so what we talk upon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I said in the beginning, shout out to everyone who was able to go on to this yeah. um, show and give their, you know, vulnerable and authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pleasure to see all in all. Right. Um, I agree. For sure. Um, the drama, it was real. Yeah. I love to see that like there was like femme on femme relationships. Yes. Something that you don't see that often. Like I feel like usually you see mask, femme. So it was good to see like that. Um, it was good to see representation. Like I I've talked shit about reality shows all the time, how there's not enough, but I feel yeah. like they had some. Like they had Latinas, they had Mao, they had like they had a, a good mix. And then they had mask and like feminine. So I, I was impressed by the you know the people that they had on one step at a time i think they gave us they were Uh like here let's just give them something right it it did what it what Mm -hmm. it could Mm -hmm. but yeah that's it that's all the juice we got i guess that's our take on yeah ultimate queer love wait wait, i have one more comment about mal okay and jolie like um yoli (laughs) mal um there was a point where she was like telling this girl about herself Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like Mal felt like she looked bad on the show, mm-hmm. but I don't think she did at all. Mm-hmm. And basically, she was saying how like she looked like she would be like a bad mother or like things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that at all. Like, I don't, I don't know why she feels that way. Like, people love her, mm-hmm. so I think that the bad guy in quotations or the villains in quotations is like Yoli and Mildred that look like the bad guys. So like during the reunion, I don't know. I feel like Ma felt like she looked like shit on TV. (laughs) Some, some, I feel like some of the reunion was a little bit questionable because it was Mm -hmm. just like, did we miss something? Like, well, we missed what happened afterwards, obviously. Yeah. So I think that that's where it's like, okay like there's other things that happen after this mix and i think what was the hit like the hitter for mal was seeing like there's one thing when you're filming it and you don't get to see shit and then you don't see it until when everybody else sees it and you're like wow i didn't even know i portrayed myself to look that way i feel like they were being like 75 percent honest yeah but then when you saw the show it's like oh girl like y'all was not there was some missing links y'all was not getting closure what's going on Mm. um but yeah that those are our thoughts on the ultimatum good and bad like i said this is what we're seeing on the internet this is what we saw online um there's this girl who's like got like doing like little like clips about like a lot of things that went on during the ultimatum and she was hitting a lot of good points so yeah all right so before we close out of pride month y'all pride month oh, we is doing family meeting? coming oh wait wait oh sorry 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 go oh. pride month is coming to an end um so y'all got one last chance to party with us literally come see us meet us you know mm-hmm. um the weekend of the 25th that sunday we all know that's like new york's pride day it's always mm-hmm. like the last sunday of the month right um we will not be at the parade 
Mm-hmm. But we will be attending a party out in where is this? It's in so it's near Times Square. It is called oh, I didn't know that. HK Hall. It is in Hell's Kitchen. We're gonna be there with a lot of people who are <clears throat> promoting it, like Las Reinas. They throw a lot of parties in yes. Queens. There's gonna be burlesque dancers. There's gonna be someone from The Voice performing. There's going to be Tiff's um, best friend who was on the ultimatum. Natasha's going to be there. Oh, and yes, the the address is 605 West 48th Street in New York City in Hell's Kitchen near Times Square. It has two floors, four DJs, uh, four bars. It's of the 15 bathrooms for me. 15 bathrooms. Like, we need that. Oof. We need that. Yeah. And the kitchen's going to be open all day and night. So mm, get your grub hungry, on. Yeah, right. Get Drinks, your... bottle specials, hookahs, mm-hmm. everything. It's it's just gonna be the big bang mm-hmm. to close out Pride Month. Um again, shout out to Las Reinas. They throw bomb ass parties. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's where we're gonna be. So come catch us, come get Lily with us, show love. You know, it's our last queer celebration. It and really is. I'm excited. Yeah, I hope to see some of you guys there. Yes. East Coast loving, you heard? Anyway, quick family meeting. Woof, weird. This is a long one. We could only, we, we, could, came, just, we could just do two. I want to say we came back with the juice. Right, right. All right, so first question. My girlfriend and I have been together for two and a half years and we have not had sex. This is how we starting? Mm-hmm. Tragic. She suggested on multiple occasions that we were going to finally have sex and it never happened. I feel like she has no desire to have sex with me, even though she says she does. It seems like she isn't interested in me in the way that I am. And I don't know what to do because I'm ready now to have sex. Why doesn't she want me in that way? I can't ever get straight out answers from her on why we aren't doing anything after two and a half years. She's not gay. Like, just stop it. Or she could be like um, asexual. That that's isn't that what it's called? I guess. But I, I still know. feel like you would try, you yeah. know, to really hold out. And I don't. I just don't know how do you. How are you in a relationship for two and a half years and never experience a sexual experience with each mm-hmm. other? That is very questionable to me. I can understand being together that long and not having sexual interactions as often or Mm -hmm. anymore but to never have had it and you're in a relationship for that long Mm -mm. yeah it would have been a red flag after 365 days right oh that's too long 365 days that is too too long long. i'm being i'm being nice here okay yeah but yeah um i don't even know how you stuck it out that long i can understand basically three years yeah. yeah. I understand trying to be respectful of people and not wanting to force them into anything that they're not with. But where do you get that sense of, like you said, do, do you want me in that way? Like that's that kind of brings up a lot of insecurities. Mm-hmm. And I don't think lasting that long, would I, would, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah, that's too long, honestly. Not even just the not having sex part, but it's just like... There are other ways to share intimacy. We've mm-hmm. talked about that with your partner. Mm-hmm. So sex doesn't have to be the main thing. But to not have shared that once 
throughout the relationship. It's a little odd. Yeah. Yeah. What are you hiding? Yoni eggs? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no shade. Um, now listen, it might be the time for you to give her the ultimatum. <laughs> Tell her, listen, I'm not understanding. I need mm-hmm. legitimate answers here or whatever it is that we're not having, we're not sharing this experience. If you don't want me in that way, then that's okay. I can go. But at least, you know, you'll have you'll have the understanding. You'll actually know. Like yeah. I don't know, that's really hard. But I've hoped that that has turned around for you. I agree. Question number two. When me and my girlfriend started talking, it was clear we liked each other. But because she was younger, I have never dated anyone. I was nervous to start anything. Plus, it was long distance. A year later, I decided to go see her and even stayed in the same house as her. However, an important detail is that she is still in the closet living with family. While staying with her, I I had my first kiss and other things. We decided to get in a relationship and be exclusive, but recently she's been talking about how she wants to experiment with other people and maybe never come out. These are all my fears that I had told her about when we first started dating. I plan to see her in two weeks. What should I do? By the I mean by the time she <laughs> you probably seen her already. Oh my god, but this was her first kiss. Like this is definitely like first girlfriend or something. They're probably young. Um interesting. You guys decided to get into a relationship and be exclusive, but then she started talking about how she wants to experiment with other people. So this is like an open relationship. Uh, if I, this is your first relationship, I would definitely not recommend doing an open relationship. I think that that was like a gateway to be like, mm, I tried it. Didn't like it. it. Yeah. Not yeah. for me. Like maybe I'm not. Gay. Not even gay. Maybe I'm just like not feeling. They like, haven't come out. Like once you've exceeded the kissing and, you know, the other things and you're like, okay, well, that was cool, but I don't feel the emotional attachment. Yeah. I feel like they should have just broke up with you rather than op- trying to open, like trying to open the door into exploring. having- Exploring. Exploring. There's literally like an open relationship. That's not for everybody. I think people, again, I, we've said this before, people do shit like that because they're scared to break it off. Right. Like, be real. Just you do people more of a disservice to just be like, listen, I tried. This isn't working for me. It's nothing that you're doing. I'm just not into it. Right. I think you deserve better to go on another way and find someone who who works better for you. Mm-hmm. Just be real, people. Be yeah. real. Yeah, they sent this a while ago, but I hope that either this was straightened out or like that you guys are not together anymore. Yeah. <laughs> But that's it. That's all we have for this episode. That is all. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Deuce, deuce, mother goose. Bye.